Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fox and the Clown podcast. Yeah. Uh, we don't know who the fox or the clown is. Yeah, the viewers decide. Yeah, the viewers get to decide who it is, but I'm Yoshi. And I'm Don V. It's Don V, yeah. So today on the podcast, we're thinking of just discussing maybe daily events uh, that have happened over the last school year, maybe big milestones, or just things that we want to talk about that might be you know, noteworthy or funny, I guess. <laughs> we don't really have a plan going in. I haven't thought about any stories or I haven't thought about really anything to talk about. Yeah, so. this is like free form. Uh, yeah. Just shit coming out. But uh, you recently graduated. I did, yeah. I graduated. Um, I finally got my bachelor's degree in aerospace engineering, which is exciting. How many years were you there? Four years. Four years? It took me four years. But I also got a physics minor. Oh, okay. So kind of like that. I came in with a lot of additional credits from high school, and then I just spent those credits. Instead of being able to take it easy, which probably would have been better, I just decided to pick up a physics minor because I like physics. Mm. I actually, uh, I recently, I didn't like walk across the stage, but I got my associates finally. Oh, nice. That's awesome. I think I got my associates in fine art and just art because mm. of some <laughs> some complications. Some complications. Uh, I was unknowingly to me. Uh, I I was in the I was in the associates of art associates in art uh, program when I was when I had been thinking that I was in the associate in fine arts, and so I decided. Well, I might as well. I, I I'm halfway done with this. I might as well finish the associate in arts as well. Yeah, they don't have guidance counselors over there that you could talk to. <laughs> uh. I don't trust the school system. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, you should talk to one of those guidance counselors. They probably could have gotten you right. Uh, I know they do a lot of, um, you know, we're, we're kind of required to talk to the guidance counselor, at least for the first couple semesters at state. Mm. Just because if we didn't, I think everyone would be confused and everyone would kind of be scrambling around. Honestly. Yeah. Man, that's probably, I probably should have talked to someone. Well, dude, honestly... Uh, without talking to the guidance counselors, I probably would have been... Well, I, I took a class I didn't need to take, and I got a B in it. Mm. Which, I guess for reference, it's probably good to, to put it into context, but um, a B brings down my GPA by quite a bit. Because I have a... I guess a B is a 3.0, and my GPA, it's nothing crazy or anything, but I had like a 3.7. Mm-hmm. So a 3 is pretty, you know, that's kind of down from a 3.7 if you, on the scale of things. So wait, you went from a 3.7 to a 3? No, but in this in this single class, I got oh. a 3.7 overall. Okay. But in the single class, and I've gotten Bs before. My, I, my lowest grade I've gotten is a B minus, and I've gotten a couple of those B minuses in classes like... We had one class, Aero 2, which mm-hmm. is supersonic uh, aerodynamics. That class destroyed me. I straight up got a 28 on the first exam, mm-hmm. uh, but he ended up curving the class, so I got a B-. minus. But dude, that, that Aero 2 class, I know everyone's gotten fucked in that class. Mm-hmm. Well, thing is, I've, I've talked to the counselor a couple times, but whenever I went, uh, I just left with more questions (laughs) (laughs) 
the counselor. Well, maybe they were an actual. Um, maybe they weren't a school counselor. Maybe they were like an actual counselor for life. So they just kept asking you more questions. <laughs> but I, I went like twice, and then I never went again. And uh, maybe if I had, you know, like pushed a little further. Like, the hardest class that I had to take there was this class called uh, Quantitative Literacy, and I'm not good with math. And I don't think fine arts students necessarily take math classes if they don't, like, if they're not already required to. I don't think I was required to. Mm. I think that was just, uh, like, Associate in Arts thing. Okay. But that class fucked me up. Yeah, dude. I mean, if you, I doubt you'll have to take another math class, but if you do, you got to hit your boy up. Was okay, okay at math. I would say. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty okay at math. Um, but yeah, dude. So uh, I guess that happened. That whole graduation thing. Yeah. And that was pretty exciting for me. Um, and everyone there was really happy at the graduation ceremony. I think people were just glad to be done because we all had pretty rough semesters. That last. Was, uh, was that Nick last there? Uh, Nick. Well, Nick actually graduated early. He graduated in the fall semester after the fall semester mm. instead of the spring semester so he was just at state doing research that he was getting paid to do research that entire paid semester to do research yeah most well a lot of you know you get these undergraduate researchers and it's a job right so um what was he researching uh some chemistry stuff i don't know the exact thing i never really grilled him on it just because i probably wouldn't understand so basically Basically, he's just a scientist. Oh yeah, he well he's he was basically doing work I think that a master's student or a grad student would be doing there. So yeah, he's just a, a researcher, basically just a scientist. Okay. Um, and he does chem chemistry stuff. So that's know, so weird. Yeah. Well, I've basically been an undergraduate researcher too because I've been putting in hours in the lab. I just don't get paid because mm -hmm. they can't afford to pay me. But um, I got into it because I needed the experience for grad school because I really had no research experience. Mm. So, you know, I just got led down this kind of rabbit hole. And next thing you know, I'm knee deep in this research, which is really cool. But, yeah, not getting paid, unfortunately. Mm. I don't mind not getting paid. It would have been nice to get paid because <laughs> I was super poor. I was so poor, dude. Dude, but I was so are poor. You, were you poor? Oh, I was incredibly poor. I literally, any given week, I probably had, like, $50 at most. Mizuki just, uh, whenever Mizuki, like, says anything about you going out and do something, he's, he always says that you're too frugal. Well, that's because I'm fucking poor. <laughs> <laughs> because, dude, I mean, I, I was spending days out there. I, there was a whole week I had to get by on $3 because mm -hmm. I had $3 in my account. And... <laughs> $3 in a week? Well, yeah, I had a, a store of food with me but i was literally like you know if i saw some food in an event like that sometimes it. yeah dude i take it i take it <laughs> i take it because i mean there's one thing on the lawn we have this thing called the oval which is all the engineering buildings are organized in a i guess an ovular shape and there's a big lawn in the middle and it's kind of a pretty area mm -hmm. and they set up events here all the time and they had one event for computer science students that was a pizza party and they had bojangles there too so getting off the bus i was like well dang 
maybe I'm a computer scientist now. <laughs> and so there you go, you know, get you that slice of pizza, get you that heaty slice of pizza and you're good to go. And there's mm. a couple things like that. But a lot of times, you know, I was just living off of rice that my mom gave me in a big bag, which is, you know, you can cook rice and that's, that's a lot of sustenance. Like, that's carbs. How big in a bag? Uh, the viewers won't be able to see, but it's about this big. Um, I'm holding up a size that's probably about maybe two and a half feet high and maybe a foot and a half wide. Like a small child. Yeah, like a small child could fit in that bag. And I, you know, I had that big bag of rice, so I was just eating basically rice every day. Um, I couldn't afford cereal because I eat too much cereal in the in the morning. I was I only, I only have one bowl and it's a big bowl, and I can't just fill that thing up halfway. Plus, I'm I'm you know. I also had to balance you put this. Milk in it? I did. Okay. Um, and I had to balance this with going to the gym too. So it's like you can't make gains when you're eating this cheap. But what I would do is I would buy canned beans, canned tuna, um, eggs because eggs are pretty cheap, and um, spinach if I could afford it. But I stopped being able to afford spinach. Pretty spinach. yeah, because spinach is kind of expensive. But um, I basically just ate that. All the fucking time. Just made omelets. Just had tuna. I mean, I probably have a ton of mercury in my body now. With all that fucking tuna that I've been eating. You've been living the primitive lifestyle. Yeah, yeah I've basically just been eating the diet of a cat for, for the past couple of weeks. You should uh, you should publish like your diet. Just call it the uh, the 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 frugal caveman diet. <laughs> the frugal cave. Yeah, dude. Well, I could probably do a, a blog on it. Maybe. Maybe some yeah. people would be interested in that. But, yeah, man, I was eating basically just that. And sometimes I would go out to eat if my if my buddies were going out to eat. But that would depend on my situation. Sometimes I'd be able to get stuff. Sometimes I wouldn't be able to. But a, a big help for me was my buddy Dan, who has a job, mm. Daniel Craig. Uh, and he's my gym buddy. And sometimes after the gym, he would pay for my dinner if we went out somewhere to eat. So... You know, it's kind of like mooching off of others, mooching off just random events, and just me eating canned food <laughs> and rice. <laughs> but it was it was tough. Um, I don't know how. What was? What you? How did we get on the subject? Because I was going somewhere with this, but I forgot. Uh, something about you being too frugal. Yeah, I guess I was really poor, and oh yeah, I was too poor to even. So, like I said, I graduated with like a three point seven, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't know exactly what honor that. I think that's magna cum laude or something. I don't really get into all that crazy stuff. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, it's basically just like an honor system. I think they have cum laude for people who had pretty good grades, uh, magna cum laude for people who are a little above that, and then summa cum laude for like mm-hmm. the top of the like the tippy top people. Yeah. And um, it's organized by like three point five to three point seven five to four zero basically. Do you pay to get into that? Well, you don't pay to get in. You're just you just are, but you do have to pay a little extra, I think, to get the the honors. I forget what they call it. That that kind of sash type thing yeah, that yeah, goes yeah. around. And at the time, I actually remember having to check my bank account, and I had thirty dollars. And I think this sash was about twenty six, twenty seven dollars on top of the cap and gown, so I could have bought it, but. I had a cell phone payment coming up, which, you know, exa- that's why I had $30 in my account, because my cell phone payment per month is $30. Uh, 
plus a little extra for tax. Hmm. Um, so I just knew I couldn't get it, and you know, yeah, I I just didn't didn't do it. But really, yeah, you know, I don't get too deep into that kind of like uh, like I don't really care too much. But I know that you know. It's a big, I guess it's a big deal. It's like what you work all university for. Yeah. Um, but, they, you know, when you walk across the stage, they still call you out as what your honors is. So even if you don't have it, you know, if you're at the graduation, people people typically know what you graduated with, and it's in a little pamphlet that they give you. So I wasn't too torn up about it. But there's a lot of little things like that. And I think the big thing that set me back financially, by the way, I guess this is a financial podcast now. <laughs> but the big thing that set me back financially is it's two things um one i began the semester so i had to drive back from uh thanksgiving break which is which was the first semester but i got a speeding ticket and i had to that's how my semester started with me having to spend like two hundred dollars dude i actually hired a lawyer because it was 26 over and 25 over is like the maximum that you'll get fucked up like 25 over 25 is like you have a chance of getting your license revoked and 25 miles over the speed over limit? the speed limit. What the fuck and where I, were you i was 26 well i was in a zone because i was on highway 70 driving back okay. and there's a lot of places where when you drive into like a small town you're driving through a town it changes from 70 to 55 yeah and i was going i was trying to shoot for i typically try to shoot for 10 a little under 10 over and so I was going, the dude told me I was going 81. I thought I was going 79. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, I was going 79 in a place where it changed from 70 to 55. Okay. So that 81 yeah. to 55, boy, that's a big, that's a big thing. That's 26 over. So I, I didn't want to chance anything and I didn't want to get points on my insurance. So I called this attorney. Funny story, the, the, when I went to meet the guy, he was also from Newport, even though I got my ticket in <laughs> Kinston, and we were in Kinston. Yeah. He was also from Newport, so he liked me off the bat. And Do you know what his name was? No, I don't. Okay. But he has... I can. I don't even know the law office. I forgot, because it's, it's just people's names. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you later, if I still have my emails. Well, but, how um, much was the ticket? So the ticket, I just... When you pay a lawyer for that type of traffic thing... You pay them a flat rate, and then they take care of everything. So you don't have to pay the ticket. They use the amount you give them for the ticket. Mm-hmm. But I had to pay them four seventy five. Uh, but I think it was worth because I think if I went myself, I probably would have gotten points on my insurance, which over the long term would have costed a lot more than this. Mm. Um, I know my insurance right now is pretty cheap because one, I'm under my parents, and two, I haven't had any incidents up until this point. So. He was great. Uh, he, through his lawyer shenanigans, I think he told me he used like a. There was a I forget what it's called, but it was like um, basically like a faulty equipment claim. Mm. And he was saying that, like it was a combination of the zone switching and some type of equipment thing. Yeah. So. I, obviously, I wouldn't have fucking done that. I would have just said, dude, I'm just a college kid. Like, cut me some slack, basically, if I, if I showed up in court. But he knew what he was doing, and he got me to nine over from 26. And when you're, when you're nine over, 
you don't even get a point on your insurance. So basically, you, you don't get a point, but you get a little like ding on your DMV thing. So the insurance company doesn't see it, but you get that little ding. So if you get another, you know, if something else happens, yeah. then you get kind of... You, you get, get double fucked. You get like 1.5 fucked, I would say. Because, mm. you you know, it's just a little extra, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm really careful about that type of stuff now. Like, typically I, I try... Well, maybe I'm the same because I typically still go about <laughs> like 9 over. I try to shoot for 9 over, but I'm a lot more vigilant about police officers and about speeding about uh the speed limits yeah i don't i don't normally i stay i don't go above like five over mm-hmm. uh but uh i did get a ticket that one time when i was on my way home from the movies i forget what fucking movie we were seeing uh i don't know but i was on my way back home i just dropped you guys off and i was cruising like 25 this is at like nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. down like a school zone. Oh, the, the one elementary Chatham. school. They love to get people there. I think they literally just get people there because they have a quota of people they need to meet per month. I people say that. I don't know. I like to think that that's not the case because like police officers are supposed to be. Because <laughs> they need to, they need to make money for the the city. Yeah. And the state. Mm-hmm. So the way they do that, you know fucking getting people that's a a huge they're on the prowl dude yeah that's a huge source of income for the city and the state it's actually probably one of the larger ones i think personally Mm -hmm. because how else are you getting i mean obviously taxes but how else are you getting people everyone speeds some people gotta take the fall (laughs) yeah some people just are in the wrong place at the wrong time like i think i was legitimately caught because i was going 26 over Mm -hmm. but in your case it was nine o'clock at night in a school zone and no, that was no that was like his argument that I was in like the school zone and I was going like five over the speed limit, and I, I had to pay. Supposedly, I had, I would have had to pay like two hundred thirty something, but like I had a court date, so I showed up at the court and they just dismissed it like right off the bat. Well, first of all, he I think he was lying to you hmm. because at that time of night, like no one's at the school. Yeah, no no one's at the school. I thought the school zone. I thought fines were only higher during school hours and mm. like a little after school hours. Cause they have those signs and they're like, I know I've read them. It's like fines higher if between like 8am to nine and between two to like some other time. I think that, I think you're thinking of by the middle school. I don't, I don't remember seeing one of those signs by the elementary school. Maybe the elementary school is just that, like that. Yeah. So I don't know, but I know I've seen those signs around like Raleigh, especially They've got those windows where you're really not supposed to speed. Um, but yeah, that sucks. I know Michael Carr has been caught at that school zone <laughs> the quite speed a bit. Demon. Yeah, he, I mean, he's got a couple of tickets under his belt even before he got out of high school. So, really? Oh, yeah. Well, cops would stop him, <laughs> but he would get off scot-free a lot. Because oh, a lot, you know, I think one way or another... It he's would in the be, ROTC crowd. Yeah, it would be communicated that, well, his father <laughs> was a military man, too. And he's in the RTC, so mm. the cops are like, okay, he's a good kid, you know, we'll let you off. <laughs> but that would happen a lot. If I, if I wanted off. to, I wouldn't be able to catch him anyways. Yeah. He's too fast. But, uh... Well, Michael Carr, legend has it, <laughs> one day a cop was trying to pull him over. Equipped it in his own right. Yeah, really kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog. He literally jumped out of, he put his car in neutral, 
jumped out, started pushing it. Cop couldn't catch him. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. That that's the legend, dude. The legend is that uh That's yeah, that's he, powerful. He's basically like a fucking if you ever see the Iditarod that happens in Alaska with those huskies out there, dude, that's what Michael Carr is. He's one of those huskies just mushing out there. Reverse do you know, mushing. Do you know how long the Iditarod is? Oh, it's long as fuck, dude. You know how big Alaska is? Uh, dude, those dogs are out there. It's a multiple day race. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I'd be terrified to do that. There's so many... I feel like there's so many bears out in Alaska that just want to tear your ass up. Well, I'd be terrified that the dogs... Or the you cryptids? Know, well, they, they'd probably realize. The dogs, you know, you go to sleep at night, the dogs realize, wait, why the fuck are we helping... Why, why the <laughs> fuck are we pushing this guy? You wake up, your dogs are gone. You're out in the middle of nowhere. Or they've just turned on you. Or they... Well, yeah, or they've turned on you. Dogs are pretty loyal, but you never know out there in the wild, they might convert back to wolves. The wolves might be talking to them at night, be like, dude, why are you doing this? They're trying to convince literally them. Literally no reason, yeah. But uh, it's a cool race out there. Yeah. I've heard... A, I heard a little bit more about it when I was in school. When I was in, like, um, I guess, like, middle school and high school, I guess we, we might have learned a little bit more about it. But that Iditarod they have out there, it's pretty unique. Mm. I know they don't have a lot of that type of stuff in the mainland of the United States, just because you can't imagine that, right? Like imagine fucking across multiple states, because that's how big Alaska is. You just, <laughs> you know, racing, I guess it... You couldn't even race a sled. You'd have to get like a a legit car, maybe get those dogs to pull up. A small car, like a Fisher Price baby car. <laughs> I would like to to compete in a in like a in like a race. Okay, well, like in okay, so in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. In one of the parts, this a, is by the way for reference. JoJo's is a show. I, well, actually, I don't. I've never really in the watched manga. It. Maybe I'll try to explain it as someone who doesn't know anything about it, and then okay, you, yeah, go and ahead. then you really explain it because I think this will be kind of interesting. But I think JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is about this this lineage of people who are these JoJo's, and they are kind of they're not reincarnations of themselves, but. They are a bloodline that a lot of shenanigans happens in this bloodline, and they've got kind of mystical powers of sorts. And these powers kind of change from generation to generation based on their surroundings, I guess. But uh, a lot of these strange folks, you know, they're out here doing, I mean, crazy, crazy things. Like they're punching each other out. <laughs> uh, well, actually, no, they have Killing spirits. each other's dogs. Yeah, they've got spirits too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that like to punch each other as well and they they have magical powers kind of like superheroes but yeah mm. they just do bizarre things yeah basically but uh in like in one of the newest parts uh part seven it's about a race across the united states starting in like i think maybe california or something and ending in new york oh going across the mainland yeah okay. if i had to, if i would love to compete in a race like that that like that sounds really fun because you'd be traversing all different types of terrains and stuff and you wouldn't necessarily be like freezing your ass off no not necessarily yeah, yeah. only in the mountains if you went through some states with mountains but that'd be it and yeah not even all mountains are like that I mean, some of the rockies are um but yeah that's kind of 
I'll be kind of doing a mini version of that, I guess, because I have to drive out there to Utah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it won't be nearly, it won't be a race. I'll be taking it slow because I really don't like driving for long distances. Why don't you just take a train? I'll have too much luggage. Mm. Um, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, I'll just have to <laughs> do that, man. But I'll try to stop by. I think I'll try to stop by certain areas, pull off the highway. I know they've got kind of weird things out in those random states, like, uh, I know they have the biggest corn on the cob out there. <laughs> if you pull off the highway, I know they've got the field of dreams or whatever. It's there's a like, field. Uh, I don't know if this is anywhere near you, but there's a desert somewhere out there that has like metal statues just sitting in it. It's really cool. A desert? That might be in maybe New Mexico or Nevada? Maybe. Somewhere out there? I know that's kind of like the desert area. But um, I'll be kind of close to there. Utah's right next to Nevada. Mm-hmm. And I think New Mexico as well. I think New Mexico's south and Nevada's to the west. Just watch out for the, the drug cartels. Yeah, well, I'll have to watch out for those Mormons out there. <laughs> oh, know, yeah, that's you, true. Yeah, you know Utah. Isn't there like a like a, a plantation type kind of thing? Plantation? Well, there's like a some sort of Mormon like city out there. Well, that's the city. That's Salt. I think that's Salt Lake City, or maybe that's. Um, I think I'm thinking of something different. Oh, I think. You, oh no, I know what you're thinking of. You're thinking of. Um, gosh, I know the city is basically the Mormon capital of the world, but you know what? Sixty percent of people who live in Utah are Mormons. Oh no! Of the entire population, over the majority of people. <laughs> I like how we're saying, "Oh no." Yeah, like well, no, they're great. They're nice people. They're just normal people. Well, I've met. I met a couple Mormons while I was there visiting. One of my one of my shuttle drivers was Mormon. Oh yeah, that's right. You did go there. Yeah, and he was a pleasant guy, but he just seemed. He had this aura about him, that, you know, not a negative aura, not a negative aura, but it was something like. You could tell something was up. I could tell something was up. It was like an aura. Of someone who wanted to tell you something, <laughs> if that, if that makes sense. Like it always seemed like he wanted to tell me something, which I thought was weird. But he was very nice at all times. Was he quiet? Oh, he's talking all the way there. Okay. He's talking about being Mormon. He's talking about donating. 10%. <laughs> he was trying to ease his way into. Yeah, he was talking about donating ten percent to the church. He was talking about you know going to church because this was at four a.m. because my flight was early. He's talking about, yeah, he was, you know, he couldn't wait to get off work early so he could go to church with the kids. Uh, <laughs> Did he ask you uh, what, what were your religious beliefs? No, he didn't ask me, but he, I think he was just trying to really make being Mormon sound really nice. Mm. Uh, or he was just very enthusiastic. Probably just the latter. He was very enthusiastic about being Mormon. That's kind of creepy. Think, well, like him driving around trying to uh, convince people to be Mormon. Well, yeah, if that's the case, it is a little creepy. I think he was just legitimately a happy guy who... When you're a Mormon, like, think about it. If you're a Mormon, for him, that's not a hobby. That's basically his hobby. That's basically what he does. Uh, he's Mormon. Well, like it's more a people, lifestyle. Yeah, like, some people are runners. Some people like to run. And if I had a runner, maybe he would talk to me about running. And I'd be able to talk to him about running. If I had a rock climber, you know, he'd talk to me about rock climbing. But this guy, his, you know, his hobby, basically, is being Mormon. So that's <laughs> what he talks about. He, he's a Mormon, so he talks about being Mormon. And it was... You know, I, I, I'm sure I met other people there who were Mormon as well, but they mm. just didn't let me know like this guy did. He was very vocal about it, probably because he was more intensely Mormon than the other guys, if I met them. Mm. But yeah. 
At least he wasn't Jehovah's Witness. Oh, dude, Jehovah. Imagine if there was a state with Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> dude, your door would never stop being knocked on. It'd be like, holy fuck, dude. You knocked probably on. had to get a new door every year. <laughs> dude, imagine that, dude. That's... <laughs> He's kn- knocking throughout the night. Yeah, you, you just hear fucking knocking. You wouldn't be able to sleep. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, I- I'm actually like really full right now. So. Oh. Cause I just ate, I just ate dinner, right? I just ate dinner. So yeah. when, when you laugh a lot when you're full, you're kind of scared. You're on the ed- you're on the edge because you never know if something might come up. But yeah, dude, those Jehovah Witness guys. <laughs> I mean, they'll... they're just eager. <laughs> Dude, I'm actually, uh, yeah, I, I'm very fucking worried <laughs> if we keep talking about this. <laughs> I mean, the bathroom is right there. Do you yeah, have but, this shit or what? No, I just have to, I feel like if I laugh too much, I might, I might have to throw up. So, you know, talking about, talking about these Jehovah's Witness, <laughs> worried that I might fucking throw up out here. You know, but these guys, you know, I've actually, I used to know a couple of Jehovah's Witness dudes. Um, I won't say who, because I know a lot of podcast li- listeners might know this guy, and I don't know if, I don't know if he's still Jehovah's Witness, and I don't know if he would want us to know that he was Jehovah's Witness. But we both know him, um, and he's a nice guy, but, you know, I, I don't even know what Jehovah's Witness people do. What's his name? Well, I can't tell on the podcast because he is, is he is he someone that like we definitely know. Oh yeah, we used to go to school with him. Is it Trey Gurley? No, is he Joe's Winnesa? I don't know, but I saw him at China Garden the other day. He was like standing behind me in line, and I turned around. I was like, "Oh, jeez, dude, that dude Trey Gurley is like a demon of sorts. He'll crawl up behind you. You don't even know what's gonna happen." But yeah, dude, like I'm trying to think about these Jehovah's Witness, and if there's a state full of them. What, what state would it be? Would it be like fucking oh, Delaware or something? Uh, Rhode Island. You'd have to kind of quarantine them, I think. <laughs> uh, it's probably Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, maybe. It sounds yeah. like a Jehovah's Witness state. But really, that's the only thing I really know them for is just knocking on, knocking on fucking heaven's door. <laughs> yeah. Really, just knocking away. Uh, maybe I should. Maybe we should be more educated on these Jehovah's Witness guys. Yeah, they probably hate us now. Yeah, if they listen to the podcast, they probably hate us. I mean, we laughed a lot, but we're not laughing at you. Yeah, <laughs> we're more laughing at the fact that you guys love knocking on people's doors, <laughs> <laughs> just knocking away. I mean, dude, I feel like that may be part of the religion. Like maybe that religion started when doors were kind of invented. <laughs> Oh, they're shit. like, well, we gotta knock on something. How so old is that religion? Well, Jehovah's Witness. So, Jehovah is another word for God. Is that true? Maybe. I feel like it's a Hebrew something for God. Hmm. 
But uh, maybe these Jehovah's Witness, they saw God. Like all these other religions, they don't claim to have seen God. They claim to have seen reincarnations of God in like Muhammad and Jesus and mm-hmm. things of the sort. But maybe these guys actually saw the dude. I saw the I saw God once in a dream when I was little. What did he look, what did he look like? Uh, he, he looked like that motherfucker from Dragon Tales. That kid? <laughs> well, no, not the kid. Like one of the, It was in a really minor episode. It was just like a leprechaun-looking dude that was jumping <laughs> around. And I remember seeing him in my backyard. Okay. And I remember thinking, the first time I saw him, he was in my digestive system directing all the food. Um, in your digestive system? <laughs> yeah, dude. He was like telling the food to go down a certain way. <laughs> and then that's how I knew he was God because who else would have the capabilities to do that you know god is what gives all people life if he exists and he he would be the only one who would really be able to direct that food i think so once i saw him there and then the other time i saw him in my backyard just floating around really big as that dude from dragon tales inflated yeah so that's why i thought it was that's why i thought it was god maybe it wasn't god maybe i just thought yeah maybe now that i think about it i have no reason to believe that's god (laughs) that's just some (laughs) dude that i saw in my dreams but yeah, I thought I saw God, so maybe that's what Jehovah's Witness people... Because, well, that's just using context clues. I think uh, the Jehovah's Witness uh, people just walked in on someone using the bathroom. So now they knock every time for the interior doorway. They knock every time. I know they like to knock, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they like a witness too. They witnessed something. They did. Why would they... Yeah, that's weird. But, uh, so you're going to be going to Ohio, not Ohio, fucking Utah. I will be stopping by Ohio on the way there, because I have a buddy who listens to the podcast. Yuki. Um, Yuki, well, I was talking about Connor, he's going to have an internship out there. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'll be stopping by out there to visit him one one day. Um, I know it's a little north, it's a little out of the way, but I figure, hey, I can stop by a friend. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I'll just be heading out, just be heading out over mm. there, so... It'll be interesting. Well, I've I've been questioning whether or not I actually want to, like, go, like, to ECU, like, transfer to ECU because, mm-hmm. like, what I want, what I want to do, I don't necessarily think that I need uh, a further education to do. Yeah, that's true. And so I don't know, like, it could just be a giant waste of money. Well, to give you guys context. Don V wants to make a career as like um, an independent artist, or like someone who who does work for, you know, I don't I don't know just like, just like a well, what I really want to do is make like graphic novels, but uh, I would also be interested in I'm also interested in like graphic design stuff. Uh, one of my bosses. Uh, He's trying to, well, he's been trying to get me to do some logos for his company. And basically, it's like, a, you know, Salt Life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not Salt Life. Okay. It's like, uh, it's Salt Life, but like way less known. And so essentially what he's trying to do is get me to draw pictures of fish and maybe design him a logo. And I've been thinking about doing that recently. But yeah, I just don't know if I need to go... I don't know if I need to further my education to do what I want to do. I don't. You know, I'll be honest. And this is coming from someone who 
you know, spent a lot of time in university to get a good degree. Like, think about an aerospace engineer. Mm-hmm. You can't really pick up those skills or that knowledge outside of a university very easily. Yeah. But for what you want to do, it might be better. It sounds like you already have, because you got your associate's degree, you already probably have a good knowledge base there. And the only thing that you would gain from going to a university is if they taught you how to use certain software or if they taught you certain techniques. Yeah. Um, but you could honestly, there's a lot of resources out there. Like I know Skillshare. Sponsored by Skillshare. Yeah, I, w- I wish we were fucking sponsored by Skillshare. I know if a lot only. of folks are. But, you know, I, I know like Skillshare, I always see their stuff. And when people advertise it at the end of these videos, sometimes they use graphic design as one yeah. of those things. And I know, like, I learned graphic design in high school. I, I learned, um, for my senior project, I, I used a lot of Adobe Illustrator to make logos. Oh, okay. So I know that's vector art. It's not really like, um, like, Photoshop is more for, like, pure arts, I guess, and Illustrator is really for logos and text and stuff. Yeah, if you're, like, designing a logo for someone, you you would use Adobe Illustrator, but mm-hmm. you can, like, transfer between, because they're, like, yeah. Adobe products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, like, part of the Adobe Cloud. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I was, I'm pretty familiar with that, but even that, I didn't learn through a course or through any school thing. I learned that straight up from someone who knew how to use that yeah. skill. And I think... If, you know, there's a lot, for me, I'm, I don't know, because I'm kind of, I'm near the art community, because I have two, the art and design community, but I don't know much about it. I have two sisters, one who does paintings and sells them herself, so she's an independent artist, and then my younger sister is in the School of Design at NC State, mm-hmm. and she's sold her, you know, some of her works before. So I don't know a lot about it, but I've been kind of surrounded by it. And from what I've picked up, like my sister's in school because she gets to learn animation techniques and she gets to put herself through kind of like grueling design challenges. Akina is the one that's like... She's a design student now. Yeah. Um, okay. But so, but from, you know, just from being around it, I think that really it's about knowing your way around sources of getting exposure getting like your art out there once you have the techniques and the skill set down and you can get those skills in any number of ways so for artists you can go through a lot of different venues i feel like and that that um that education is really expensive too if you go to a uh you know if you try to get your bachelor's degree I'm sure yeah. some of your credits will transfer, but, you know, it's definitely something to think about. I can't tell you to go one way or the other, because I'm sure you know better than me, but... Yeah, I've just been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of stuff in the in the fine art field, you can just figure out on your own. Uh, but mm-hmm. there is, like, probably software stuff that you need to learn from someone. Yeah. Cause, just because it's quicker. Yeah. But, uh... Other than that, that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, I actually took the last semester off to work. Oh yeah, yeah. I know you've been working out there. That yeah. was that was a combination of just me forgetting to apply, because I was already thinking like, do I want to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I've been work. Well, 
I don't know if I told you this, but the place I was working actually shut down. And so I had to get a new job working for the same person, just at a different place. Yeah, you told me this. Yeah. Okay. Talk about the ordinary shutdown? Yeah, the ordinary shutdown. It's supposed to be opening back up. They're supposed to open up this week, and I was supposed to work. But they didn't fix it in time. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I just didn't have work all week. So these, by the way, these places are seafood places for you guys that don't know. We live kind of by the coast. Mm-hmm. So it's a big business here about these restaurants. Like fishing is a huge, I wouldn't say it's a beach town. It's more a fishing town, Moorhead City, right? Would you agree? Uh, I'd say it's about half and half. Might be about half and half. You kind of get both type of folks there, but it's a real, you know, fishing is pretty big here. And as a result, these seafood restaurants, we've got a lot of great seafood restaurants here. So, you know, they're constantly opening up and what's your favorite restaurant like seafood restaurant you know what uh because well my mom cooks we never go out to eat yeah my mom always just cooks okay so i've literally never had even though we live close by a lot of great restaurants because they're expensive and because my mom always cooks we never really and because my my parents don't speak very good english so Mm -hmm. they don't like going out to eat at places where you have to communicate with people because, you know, it's kind of more difficult. I'd like to take yeah. them out now because I could, commu- you know, as a kid, they're typically, you know, they're the parents, so they should be communicating for the family. With, yeah, with the adults mm-hmm. and stuff. But now that I'm a little older and now that I feel like I'm basically like an, or I will very soon be completely independent, it's, you know, I could do that for them and I could, you know, take them around to nice places uh, once I get money. Um, but yeah, so we don't really go out. I've never really gone out to eat at a nice seafood place hmm. around here. I know they have, I good have places. Not, but, yeah. I haven't willingly gone out either. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the pros to working at a restaurant is that you often get to eat the food. And the food at the Ordinary was fucking amazing. Oh, yeah? Better yeah. than the duck, would you say? I never had food other than the fries at the duck. Yeah, at the duck... Sometimes when I'd work a late night and they'd get an order wrong or some picky customer wouldn't eat any other food, I got mom. They never ate the fucking food. Oh, they never eat the fucking food and those trash bags got so heavy, dude. Dude, carrying those Why trash bags. Why did people bags, go there? It's like they it's like the, they think the food is nasty. But... I think there's there are people who can spend money and just want to taste a little bit or just they wanted to try something and then they were just like, nah. I want to try okay. the the lettuce that comes with this fish or something. Yeah. And so, but yeah, so mama would store it. And when I say mama, she was one of our, she was yeah. one of our dishwashers. It's a great, a great lady, but she would store a little bit in a to-go container under, really? yeah, under the, under the sink huh. down there. And then she would give it to me as I went. And we would always, you're not supposed to do that, but I'd always go through that kitchen door and not the front. <laughs> So they never really saw. So sometimes I got a little bit of food, but it was never really the seafood because seafood kind of goes bad. Mm. It was more like, it was like a seafood Mexican fusion restaurant because we had empanadas <laughs> and we had fish tacos and we had like nachos, right? Uh, well, t- like people, fish tacos is like a thing. It's a thing, but we had a lot of other cuisine there that was a, a, kind of a weird variety of food yeah because I, I know we had steak 
Mm-hmm. We had like fried or grilled fish. I, I would say it's like a southern seafood slash Mexican fusion. Yeah, that's fine. But um, yeah. So I only really had the Mexican fusion stuff because that stuff didn't really go bad, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I would take home. Sometimes we had pizza from the kids that I would take home. I know sometimes we had burgers that I would take home. Sometimes Damn. I didn't get any fucking food from there. All I got was the fucking French fries. Dude, you you had to go to Mama and you had to you had to tell her like you know. God damn. Well, and I only did it a couple times. I probably did it less than ten times, but still ten times pretty pretty good. Hmm. Uh, but at a certain point, when I would bring something in, Mama would point at it and look at me and then i'd be like yeah like save that shit and so they would save that so we kind of had a system going there that's crazy yeah man but <laughs> I, I you know i typically only had i didn't have too too much dude one time i got a full philly cheesesteak oh shit dude a full fucking sandwich i don't know what that person was thinking not eating that but uh it was great yeah they had good food maybe they um, do it for us maybe maybe they're like you know when some people go to the gas station and they just leave a little bit of gas in there for the next person? <laughs> it's like that. It's like, I know those boys back there. But dude, those bags, those bags when we threw out those, it'd be the worst when you got a couple guys who would get like a bisque or a soup and just... Also, sometimes people thing. threw broken glass in there. Oh yeah, and you'd cut that yourself? Just shit. Dude, we were like Santa's shitty helpers out there, <laughs> lugging those trash bags around and... You know, black uniforms yeah black uniforms and you'd have to go you had to climb a mountain of trash oh yeah if you slipped and hit your knee on the trash uh, dumpster thing you're fucked so yeah it was literally like sometimes you would be able to open the side of the dumpster and put it in <laughs> yeah but 90% of the time it'd be too full so you'd have to throw it over the top and you can't throw or I can't throw we're bus boys we can't throw our own body weight like yeah Literally like a hundred pounds. Five feet above our head. A hundred pounds. You've got to launch it with some air. Mm-hmm. And that's impossible. So one thing we would do, one thing I would do is I would climb up halfway on the dumpster, pull the bag up, hoist it. Kind of like, um, imagine power cleaning a spherical object while you're balancing on a dumpster. That's what I would fucking do to throw the trash over. And the worst would be when people would fill it with liquids And you'd get, you know, you're using your hands and your fingers on that scale are basically needles. So you've got to really round out your fingers. And if you don't, you're puncturing straight through that liquids coming down at the bottom of the bag and you're you're getting slimed. It's like the fucking... The Nick Choice Awards. Yeah, the (laughs) Nickelodeon Choice Awards or like Ghostbusters out there. You just got fucking slimed. You come back and then act like nothing happened yeah worst case scenario your fucking hand gets serrated by glass that was just thrown in there yeah dude i got a couple cuts every now and then from those beer bottles and those glasses that got broken i feel like the dump the dumpster people didn't even check our bins they came by like once a once week once a week we, <laughs> I mean, we needed way more than once a week yeah out there. dude it we was like rough. three times a week yeah so you know, we'd be out there, and I think if you go to a restaurant like that, like, if you ever come down to Moorhead City, North Carolina, or any really fishing, you know, beach town, go to a local restaurant and look at the busboys, look at them carefully. I bet you never really looked at them carefully. Yeah. You'll you never start really to paid see, them any mind. Yeah, you, you'll start to see some 
fucked up kids. <laughs> you see some kids with slime all over their shit. One kid's probably got like a fucking a missing eye. Dude, he's probably got you know in the back of his shirt. He's probably got a little fly orgy going on back there, and he's got all sorts of shit going. <laughs> it's going down, dude. Because I know, dude, I would open that dumpster when it was empty, and it would be a fly orgy in there. They'd walk in, they'd be like, oh, everyone's you know scattered. You know, someone's found us, and they didn't really like being watched, I don't think, because mm-hmm. I'd open that thing up, and they'd be all over me. The one good thing about working there was uh, the dock outside. Oh, yeah, we had that dock outside that was nice. You we had, like, to... a little, like, area in the back that we could hide. Mm-hmm. When you when it wasn't too busy uh, in the <laughs> afternoons... That's you, the place you go. Yeah, you could go out there. There was a dock where people could moor their boats and then get really drunk. And eat a little bit of food, then head back out there on the water on those boats. I was just and, talking uh, about, uh, like, as bus boys, you get back into that little area where the, where you kept oh, the that, bus bins outside. That little corner down there, dude. Yeah. You get down in there in that I little just hide corner. There. Yeah, I know some people would hide there. Some people would hide in the freezer back there. We had that mm-hmm. refrigerated box. I'd hide there, and then, uh, you know, sometimes I'm just like, you know, I let someone else do the work. Yeah, there was... You know, I was a pretty, I tried to be a pretty diligent worker, um, so I typically wasn't hiding back there too much, but sometimes there's literally no work out oh. there in the afternoons. There's like two people eating, and they're both in the middle of their meal, and you don't want, they don't want to see a busboy. They don't want to see this dirty fucking heathen little fucking shit, well, little peasant out there fucking well, collecting The thing shit. is, like, if you were working with another busboy... You would usually relegate someone to inside and someone to outside, mm-hmm. and if you're lucky, your uh, area would not be full. But uh, you were still expected to go out and help. Yeah, yeah, that was a big thing. So we sometimes you'd be out there, and there would just yeah, yeah. I would say it's, it's like very teamwork oriented, dude. On those busy nights, if you knew it was going to be a busy night, like Memorial Day weekend, yeah, you would have to literally. Once, you know, before rush time started, be like, okay, you guys got tables 1 through 10. You guys got tables, you know, 11 through 18, and then Mm -hmm. you've got the back. And then everyone has to go, go, go. And if one person doesn't pull their weight, literally not just the busboys fall apart, the entire restaurant falls apart. Because motherfuckers are like, dude, where are the dishes? They're like, dude... Where are my tables? Up. Yeah, where are my tables? Dude, where are my shit? Where are... <laughs> Everyone's basically so stressed that they're just looking for someone else to blame yeah. for other stuff that's going on. And the thing is, it all comes back down to clearing those tables to get new folks in, right? Every Eventually, everyone will turn and shit on the busboys. Yeah, because it's like, you know, the dishwashers are looking at the... And the managers are looking at the servers. And then the servers are looking at the busboys. The good thing about dishwashing... Because that's what I've been doing, uh, is that you don't really have that much responsibility. Because usually, if it's not too busy, if it's not like a shit storm, you have a, a reserve of plates and stuff. So there's not a whole lot of responsibility on you. It must be kind of nice. It's it's nice. It's just like, if you're not fast enough, dishes start piling up. Because mm. tables would get up, and then they'll like... There's like a weird psychological thing where if a table gets up, another table will get up, and it just kind of snowballs sometimes. It goes in waves, like a sine wave. Yeah. Or a cosine wave, I guess, if it's if it's basis at zero. But, uh, yeah, if you let it pile up, it's not that fun. 
but dishwashing I think overall is pretty it's pretty chill yeah it's just a lot more chill yeah while I liked working there for that summer I could never do it again never again yeah I could that was way looking back on it it was way too much like stress to put myself under and it was way too much like disrespect really for not disrespect like i never got the feeling that people i got the feeling that most people kind of liked me there because i was a hard worker i think that's just a ruse but yeah i think i think under under the surface everyone kind of no matter what you do doesn't really like the bus under the surface the only reason they like you is because you're clearing their tables Mm -hmm. and you're helping them get tips yeah it's literally like you know they like you until shit hits the fan and then they're like fuck you yeah basically which i didn't like i didn't like that so <laughs> yeah well i mean we've kind of so yeah we've kind of gone on the tangent here about working at the duck well, but um to get ourselves back on track what you know we talked a lot about stuff that's happened this semester what happened if you can remember back to last semester in the fall is there anything big that happened to you? Uh, big that happened to me. The only thing that I can think of is uh, I just finished my classes. Nice, yeah. Uh, was it difficult? Was it like a okay, well, big grind to get through? Hang on one second. The biggest grind or the biggest problem. With being an art student, is that you have to save all of your work because if you're trying to, like a lot of colleges want to see your portfolio, they want to see like uh, where you were, how much you've progressed, and like what you're capable of. But the thing is, I I completely neglected that, mm. and so. Well, not completely. Like, I kept my favorite pieces, and I think that I produced a decent amount of them, but only about half of what I needed. And so I had to go back and just, like, either I had to make new stuff to go in my portfolio, or I just had to, like, pull together some of the, like, like not my favorite stuff. Like, a lot of, a lot of my favorite stuff is charcoal-oriented, and maybe ink and, like, printing. Mm-hmm. But I had to just throw in a bunch of 3D stuff that I'm not that good at and that I didn't like. And then on top of that, you have to photograph. There's a specific way that the teacher wants you to photograph all your stuff. And you have to compile it onto your website. And the teacher will review it. Like You have to, have, you have to ask permission to use... Uh... Okay, well, I kind of need to take a step back because... When you're photographing your work, it has to be a specific res- uh, resolution and uh, it has, has the appropriate lighting. And if it doesn't have that, your teacher will make you retake all of your photographs. Hmm. And I didn't know that. I just wanted to hurry up and take my photographs of my work and just get it over with and upload it. And I uploaded it all to the website. 
And then my teacher went and looked at my website, and I had to redo it all again. Dang, okay. Uh, so, yeah. But portfolio, that, that was portfolio, by the way. Portfolio is probably the hardest of the art classes for me because just because I didn't take good care of my drawings from pre- from previous classes. That's a good um that's a good lesson though. Like I bet you're pretty good about keeping your keeping your work like in places that you know it is and then documenting it now. Right? Uh or at least have it in mind. I have my favorites. I have like all my best stuff hidden away. Mm-hmm. But stuff that I don't necessarily care about is just kind of in the trunk of my car. Gotcha. My favorite stuff is actually just underneath my bed because I'm not going to... I don't think anything's going to mess with it down there. No, probably not. But yeah. I used to keep all my stuff in the trunk of my car and then when I went to go take it off to take photographs, that shit was bent. Warped and, yeah, from moisture maybe? Uh, not necessarily moisture, but there was shit, other shit in the trunk. Mm. And whenever I would slam on brake, it would just get thrown Jostled all around, around and it dude. fucked everything up. Yeah, man. Like... I mean, that could be a big thing. Um, I know, yeah, like documentation. There's this one class. So senior design, first semester and second semester, we have a logbook where we're supposed to document everything we do. Mm-hmm. But first semester, I literally documented like two things and then didn't do anything for the rest of the, like didn't document everything for the rest of the semester. So the day before the notebooks were due, I just made up shit. Um, and I got an A on that notebook, actually, which is weird. Because I only had 17 entries. Yeah, I had to make up shit. Uh, like, for my drawings, too. I had to, like, just... We're supposed to have specific dates to, like, show, like, this was done at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just made up dates. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I ended up doing. In the second semester, I was way better at it. Mm-hmm. I actually documented over half the semester, and then I kind of fell off during the last month because it got so busy. But um, I'm, I'm a big fan of record keeping and documentation as weird as that sounds because i like just having everything on hand i know from like i have all my notebooks from every class that i've taken i have in a box so if i ever need to pull it out to refresh my knowledge on it boom i've got it right there and so i kind of like that and with art i guess it's a lot harder because it takes up a lot more physical space I would think, than just these little notebooks. Um, yeah, uh, well, when you're drawing something, drawing is inherently like note-taking because like if I'm trying to draw someone, I'm like constantly taking notes of like where stuff is, like physical features on their body and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if I would necessarily agree. I feel like it might be easier because if you just have a notebook or like a giant sketch pad, like for me, I think it would be easier to keep stuff in there as like just drawings. Mm. Yeah, maybe maybe so, yeah. I didn't think about it that way. But um, yeah, that's... I think about it. Yeah, maybe you should just be fucking more organized. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think so. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, I guess first semester for me, I'm trying to think, dude, first semester was a, I had a lot of credit hours. I think I had something like 18 credit hours mm. and it was a very, you know, turmoil filled semester. If you have too many credit hours, you'll get fucked up. 
Yeah, you'll definitely get fucked up. I was mm-hmm. fucked up. And I was fucked up on multiple levels. Just like fucking school was messing with me. And then I just had a bunch of shit on the side that was fucked up with me. Because mm-hmm. at that time I was the also... Ticket. The ticket. And I was applying for grad schools at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was really trying to get my stuff up. And I had just gotten into this research position. So a lot of things going on that just piled on top of each other, you know, between school life, research, social life, and like professional stuff. And that became a lot more manageable in second semester. And I started to see the fruits of my labor a little bit in second semester. Hmm. Like I started getting, I started hearing back from these grad schools and getting flown out to visit places. So it was a lot of reaffirmation, but that first semester was tough. It was tough. And I, I think I, to cope with it, I did a lot of weird stuff. Did a lot of, I did a lot more drinking. So I, I started drinking a lot. The alcoholic. Then, yeah. Well, that's why I stopped drinking. I haven't drank in probably about three months now. Um, hmm. Like sat down and had a, a whole drink. Um, or had a night of drinking. Maybe I had a drink, but be, that, that one drink was a drink that someone had bought for me. That I told them I didn't want, but they insisted because they wanted yeah. to show gratitude. So, I, you know, I'm not going to turn that down. But it, it was one thing where I noticed kind of it becoming maybe a little dangerous. Maybe something I didn't want to be part of my life. And so I just, I stopped and I had met someone also who she had gone sober. And she had been sober for like three, no, not three years. I think she had been sober for a full year at the time. Someone going to school? Someone at school, yeah. They've been sober for three years? So for one year. That was, I misspoke. But, um, they were it's, sober for... That's crazy. Yeah, well, this person's a little older, too. Oh, okay. She was She was 22. Mm. Um, not a little, she was just one year older than me. But, um, yeah, so she had some issues, and so... I may be this saying too much, but, um, that really helped motivate me... And really helped put things into perspective of should I be doing this if, you know, I, I, maybe I can if I do it responsibly, but I saw that, that line kind of being crossed maybe a little too much and it was really messing with my head. Sometimes so you just, just have to stop it completely. Yeah, I just stepped away. You gain control. And at, at that time, I was also getting a little bit more into fitness and, you know, a lot of times that beer and that, those drinks, those like, kind of sweet sweet alcoholic drinks are these raspberries yeah those they're empty calories they're a lot of sugar and they're a lot of carbs and they mm. really don't do much for you so that's why people get uh beer guts yeah it is it's it is disgusting um so you know i it was there were a lot of reasons why i kind of stopped that but first semester was tough i was like i was drinking a lot more and i was just kind of depressed Um, But I had a lot of schoolwork, and I don't think it was all bad. I think, dude, honestly, I think, and let me know if you agree with this, but probably moments of, like, real hardship put things into perspective, and they change you. You have to change, or else you'll always be, like, fucked up. You'll always be kind of depressed, and you'll always be kind of, you know, in that state that you don't want to be in. And then it forces you to change, and I think it forced me to change academically. I feel like I'm a way better student now, and 
forced me to change in other ways too. So I think that first semester was pretty, pretty tough for me, but overall it helped me, you know, help kind of shape me to be a different type of person. Yeah. There's, uh, I mean, I've experienced stuff like that, um, more so in, I guess recently because I think a couple semesters ago when I was just taking like going about my daily routine with school uh, I didn't really study mm-hmm. well I didn't do the homework <clears throat> because it's like drawing homework and uh, basically you're just doing simple tasks repetitively because you want to train your muscles uh, to do the same thing over and over again or just have yeah. like muscle memory mm-hmm. and I didn't really do that and the thing about me and drawing is that I'm drawing is like one of the only things that I'm very competitive in and uh, just cause it's one of the only things I'm good at hey man that's kind of <laughs> cool I never thought about drawing as competitive but I think I guess everything and anything can be competitive yeah but uh uh, I was probably one of the better people in my drawing class, but there was this other person who was, like, always getting compliments from the teacher. And I was like, you know, you little motherfucker, I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's what you want to do. That's and, what you uh, want. And so for the final project of that class, we were tasked in with – we had to draw a self-portrait, but it could be anything. And so I drew basically the movie poster – for Conan the Barbarian, and then I just drew my face over his body, and I made sure to draw uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's body as detailed as possible. And uh, I spent like at least twelve hours on that drawing, maybe mm-hmm. more. I didn't sleep the night before simply because I needed to get it done. Yeah, and I think it was the best one in class. But your teacher didn't. No. <laughs> I, I think he did too. Oh, okay, nice. But uh, the other one, the other person was was pretty good. I just think mine was like more clever. Well, what did they do? They just did a typical self portrait. Oh, okay. It was still really good. This one guy, probably the worst in class, but I like him. This is my buddy Jerome. He's like this big uh, guy. He did his, and he had. He already has sort of a Shrek esque head. Oh no! <laughs> I can see where this is going. But he had a in the in the picture. <laughs> he just added those fucking alien protrusions. <laughs> no, he just he. All right, so what he did? He had a picture from where he went to some. I don't know some some place, and he had a Shrek toboggan on. Oh, interesting. But the thing is. He drew in a way where you couldn't tell if it was part of his head or not. <laughs> oh, so this was a fail. <laughs> so, so it looked like, just like Shrek. Dude, what if he just came in with an awesome drawing of Shrek? <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck, dude? The thing is, like, he didn't draw the, his shoulders or anything. It was just his head. Oh, <laughs> just the floating head? And it had it was like sitting in the middle of this black circle in the center of the page so it was very strange it was like <laughs> surreal in a way dude surreal that dude was taking Salvador Dali out there yeah trying to do some strange stuff 
Yeah, man. That's pretty interesting. But, uh, yeah, I worked really hard on that drawing, and I knew if I, like, like, building up to that, if I hadn't have done the homework assignments that I needed to do, I probably wouldn't have been able to do it as well as I did. Yeah. You know, I, I was into art and drawing for a while, and I, I always kind of wanted to be good at that type of stuff, because I knew I had... Well, your sisters are good. My sisters are great, and I... I always have had kind of a creative, or I, I think this might not be really true, but I feel like I've always had kind of a creative mind, and this sort of manifests itself in these ideas that I have for videos mm. that I always sent to Don V, and you know, you, the gears are turning in there basically, and I've always kind of wanted to apply that to art, but uh, and my family is very artistic, and I think that's part of what discouraged me is because I. You know, I never really put that much time into it, so I can't say that I'm, you know, I can't say that I'm just not as good as art. I, I don't think that's how it works. I think you have to practice a lot to be good at art. It's a, it's like it's just another skill, right? Um, and it's like yeah. people who, you know, sure there are some people who are able to translate their their mind onto paper or onto some type of medium a lot better, but you know, I always kind of wanted to be good at art, and I think seeing my family members be so good at art and then seeing the stuff I would do, I just kind of got discouraged and I wouldn't want to do it <laughs> in a weird way. But uh, I do like designing stuff. I do. And I think that that helps me in engineering, like the design part of it. Cause even though it's not really artistic, it is like functionality wise, kind of like an art. So I, I kind of wanted to get back into it. I kind of wanted to draw some stuff again, see if I can whip, whip out the old, fucking pencil mm. <laughs> and go back at it well the thing what the way the reason i uh the way i got inspired was because uh my father showed me old godzilla movies and so what i would do is just draw godzilla fighting different monsters like over and over again maybe a little autistically <laughs> <laughs> dude don v beat autism well apparently from your fucking godzilla days uh but yeah that's what got me i i just drew like endless amounts of godzilla fanfics fanfics which is not something that i'm proud of well that probably gave you a little bit of that muscle memory you're talking about and give you a little bit of like or just the subconscious like developing that skill well, I, I started out by drawing basically square 2D Godzillas, and eventually they started, like, gaining rounder shapes. Square 2D Godzillas. <laughs> it's hard to imagine. Yeah. Uh, they started to look more organic as time went on, and eventually I, I would just... These were still 2D, and eventually I would just, like, transition, I guess. I don't know what sparked the transition, though. I guess because I got tired of drawing 2D. <laughs> Dude, it's like, uh... It's kind of like when, uh, those first animals in the water started coming onto land. They got tired of swimming. Yeah, they got tired of swimming, that's <laughs> it. Just figured out this whole new land up here. Got all a bunch of stuff on here. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, I think. Uh... What was this podcast about again? We're doing a year retrospective. We really only talked about a couple things throughout the year. 
I guess we could end it off with just one. We we each could do one more thing. One kind of a more specific thing that happened to us during the year. If you can think of one off the top of your head. Hmm. A specific thing. This year, I got shit. You just got <laughs> shit. I ain't got shit. Oh, you ain't got shit. Yeah, I'm sure you have little stories, but they're just not coming to mind. Like yeah. I can't really think of any one great story that happened to me, but I've probably got a bunch of little ones that if something happens, I could you know expand upon. Like I know, I hate forgetting uh, stories. Forgetting stories? Yeah, I like to tell them to myself in my head so I never forget them, and so I get better at telling them. Mm. Like I know I was telling myself a story about. Daniel Vinston from from fucking elementary school. You remember Daniel Vinston? Uh, I do. Daniel Vinston, for you guys who don't know, he's basically this dude who, you know, a lot of people in elementary school, you you recognize them by what they do. Like, this dude Austin Fountain <laughs> was a great soccer player. So you'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. he plays soccer. Me, mm-hmm. I was kind of, ironically enough, people kind of knew me for being okay at art. So people are like, oh, he's, he's the dude who's smart and does art. You know? And they probably looked at Don V and they were like... The dude who's retarded and does art. (laughs) No, the dude who does art and he's pretty funny. This is what I think most people would say. And so this dude, Daniel Vinston, you knew him by basically the shit that would come out of his ass. Whether it be farts (laughs) or Like literal shit. Yeah. Or by you would be able to recognize him. What I was able to recognize him by, what I started to recognize him by... By his socks and his shoes. What? Because that's when you when you'd see under the stall, you'd want to know if it was Daniel Vincent or if it was someone else down there. Oh, that's so. I've told you about the time where I was minding my own business in the stall. Oh uh, yeah, he he was in that stall. Uh, well, next no, to you, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was I was sitting in the stall. Like I had just walked into the stall mm-hmm. and. Kirby Mills was in the stall next to me. Oh, Kirby Mills was? Yeah. I've got a story about Kirby Mills after, but go ahead. But uh, me and Kirby were just talking, right? Like, stall to stall. Because mm-hmm. no one was in there. But then, <laughs> a little do we, we... I sense something fierce is coming. And little, little to my knowledge, Daniel Vinson had just stepped into the bathroom. Oh, yeah? And for whatever reason... He comes and sits into... I was in the middle stall, so he comes and sits and wedges me in between Kirby Mills, so I'm in the middle. And Kirby's like, all right, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. He, he made the right decision. And he just left. And then Daniel, because he heard me talking to Kirby, he starts talking to me. Oh, and he's a strange fellow down there. Down there in that fucking stall, dude. He could be down there talking about some wild stuff. And I don't, I don't remember what he was saying. Because it was so long ago. And I think I just wanted to get out of there. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't fast enough. Because he lets out this enormous shart. I don't know <laughs> what it was. Dude, it's that cavity that comes out. It's like a cave opening it's, up. It's like there was poop, but there was pockets of air between the poop. Yeah. So just like rapid fire. like. Dude, he's out there with that horse type stuff. And he just exploded the entire bathroom. Well, you know, that dude... Yeah, we, I mean, we would get to the point where we would recognize him when he got new shoes, and <laughs> whenever he got new shoes, it was a big deal, because he'd be like, okay, you gotta remember those types of shoes so you can check out the stall, see if he's there. The entire school would take note. 
they would take note. They would take note, and it'd be a big deal. It'd be like if someone came to school with yeah. like a a weird shirt on. You'd be like, dude, look at that shirt. It's, it's got like, like the, a lady on it. It's like the hedgehog seeing his own shadow. Yeah, and so it'd be like, dude, look at Daniel Quincy. He's got new shoes. Make sure you remember that. But Dan, you know, you'd know him even if he wasn't in your class. Like classes are a big deal in elementary school. You really don't delve too much outside of your class mm-hmm. but you would know a couple people outside your class and one of the dudes you would know would be daniel vinston because you'd see him down there and you'd be like okay there's that boy daniel vinston man and he was a great guy he was a genuine guy uh he just had that uh, one thing. <laughs> he just had that one thing that really was really questionable there but, was uh, one time where uh he was sitting in someone's chair and oh dude yeah 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 man. <laughs> they told him to move but he wouldn't, and then, he, like, randomly he got up, and so the person was like, I'm going to get your ass. And then when he went to go sit down, they pulled the chair out, and he fell back and hit his head on a desk. And then he, he like, let out this loud shriek, like, <laughs> Start crying, dude. Yeah, this dude, well, this dude sounded, like, literally like a, like, you wouldn't be able to tell it from a machine or not. It was like a drone, basically. Like a, yeah. Uh... <laughs> he started fucking crying, dude. Yeah, dude. I remember one time me and Kirby, this is the Kirby story, me and Kirby, we had to have these bathroom buddies to go to the bathroom with, basically. And mm. I remember Kirby was my bathroom buddy for a while. And we walked in, and we were both pissing. And I looked under the stall. I saw those shoes. I saw those shoes that no one likes to see under the <laughs> stall, man. And Uh-oh. what happened was we were both pissing. We were just p- both pissing quietly. Maybe we were talking to each other. I don't remember. But we just hear this this kind of roar. And it was a <laughs> roar that did not come out of his mouth. I will say that. It came out of some other orifice. And then after the roar, me and Kirby just look at each other. And then we hear... <laughs> like this dude fucking <laughs> laughing in the stall and like we're sands. Yeah, dude. And it was just fucking we both got the hell out of there. We were both pissing. So we just got got out. Mm. But uh, I know Daniel you know, I, I think he's a genuine guy. I think he's a great guy. Not because we're kinda talking about him. I don't know him anymore. He could have changed. Yeah, I don't know him actually. I don't know him very well anymore, but I remember one time on the playground, this was like a week, where during this week it was this one dude, Kareem, fucking proclaimed... Great guy. Yeah. He proclaimed to the entire playground to get your corn dogs. So <laughs> everyone loved corn dogs, especially in the cafeteria. When they had corn dogs, everyone would get the corn dogs. So they went up to dogs. the top of the playground. And they hear, get your corn dogs, get your free corn dogs. <laughs> they go up there. Kareem turns them around and knees them right in the asshole. And that was a corn dog, and so for a whole week, we all corn dogged each other. It was like a celebration. No, it was it was like it was a festival, but it was like Lord of the Flies out there. There's no civilization of any kind. We just had to watch our backs as gangs of kids. We formed subgroups, and people would corn dog each other. It was like a war zone. It was literally like society had collapsed from just this one dude saying get your free corn dogs. And it would it would be outside of the playground. It would be in the halls you'd have to watch out. In the, the bathroom. Didn't do anything. Oh, in the bathroom, pissing. That's the worst. Like uh, get your free corn dogs. You get that corn dog while you're out there letting out your urine. Uh and the teachers, yeah, they didn't do anything until about a week later. Yeah. Uh speaking of pissing, I don't know. I don't remember the guy's name. But there was just one guy who was in my class. Which and, which year? 
this was back, like, all the way back in, like, third grade. Mm, okay. And so he probably didn't really know any better because he was a young kid, kind of. But uh, because, like, back in third grade, all the class goes to the bathroom at the same time. And I don't know if any of the kids really, like, thought this was an issue, or as, as much of an issue as I did. But uh, this kid, he would go there... He'd pull his pants all the way down to the ground. Oh yeah, there's always that one dude, and he doesn't know. <laughs> Lifts. He he would lift his shirt up, and then he would just like pee straight into the urinal. And I remember saying like, I don't know if I wanted to get near this guy. <laughs> <laughs> dude, this guy's dangerous. He's got like an aura about him. He's, he's more powerful than all yeah, of us. Yeah, he's he's got no fear. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, there there would be those kids. Yeah, those kids that would pull their pants all the way down. It's like they wanted to get as naked as possible without taking off any of their clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, very strange. Yeah. I remember there wasn't a guy like that when I came to NC in my class, but there was a dude like that in New Jersey that I had. When did you come to NC? Uh, I came on the year of third grade. Okay. So I spent second grade in New Jersey, so a little younger. But I know one time, I, I remember I pissed my pants in the first grade. And I just didn't tell anyone. And then no one bugged me about it. And I think everyone knew probably not looking back on it. <laughs> everyone knew that I'd pissed my pants, but I just didn't tell anyone about that I'd pissed my pants. I think about shit like that all the time. Yeah, about like, things that you thought you were awesome when you were a kid. Well, no, like knew. things that like I tried to hide. But then like when I think back, it's like, oh, there's obvious. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can tell when someone pisses their pants. They've got a fucking piss thing on their pants. Got piss all over, dude. <laughs> I remember thinking I was I was scot free. I was like, dude, no one noticed. Of course, people noticed. Of course, people noticed. I was pissing my pants down. Yeah, and I was pissing my pants down there. Um, I remember one kid shit his shit his pants in class. I shit my pants once. Dude, we had a bathroom in the classroom in New Jersey, literally in the classroom. Dude, we, those are the worst ones. Oh no, though that bathroom was awesome. No, uh, back there it was awesome. Let me tell you why those are the worst bathrooms. Well, let me like, let me tell you about this kid who shit their pants first. Okay. So this kid shit his pants, and you know, a fart is literally you know a fart is you can, it's just digestive gases expelling themselves, right? It does smell kind of bad, but it's not like poop. It's like mm-hmm. poop's little cousin, dude. When you get that poop, you know, you know somehow. I don't know <laughs> what distinguishes them, but you know it's just a little more moist in the air. You start feeling it's in the air. And I just felt that in the air. And I was looking around to my buddies. I was looking side to side. I'm going to this side and being like, dude, do you smell that? And then look at me and be like, dude, something is fucking up here. And we looked around. Sure enough, this dude, everyone's looking around except for this one dude. He's taking his test, or not his test because it's second grade, but he's doing like his fucking times tables probably really diligently. Mm. And then we look at him. And the teacher's like, does anyone need to use the bathroom? <laughs> and this kid did not get up. And he just kept doing his work down there. <laughs> and uh, we kind of look around and we're like, dude, this is starting to smell really bad. None the wiser. Yeah, and so we had to get him kind of evacuated. Yeah. And what, what did that have to do with the uh, bathroom in, in the classroom? Well, I was saying the bathroom's right there. You don't even, you, you don't have to walk but more than 20 feet. So right. he, he just did it for convenience, I think. He just thought he was so focused, he just let it out right then and there instead of just taking the time. Well, back when I was in kindergarten, we had a bathroom in the classroom. And on accident, I think I charged myself with diarrhea. 
Oh, no. And so I panic ran to the bathroom in the classroom. <laughs> you just left a trail? A trail of fucking tears over there, dude? It wasn't a trail of shit or any kind of trail, but I realized when I got into the bathroom, like, okay, I have diarrhea, and I've shit my pants. <laughs> and now, the only way out of this is to come out of the bathroom and tell the teacher that I've shit my pants yeah, that's in front tough. of the whole class because they're gonna smell it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna know it's me, so I might I might as well own up to it and get a new pair of pants. And so I sat in there for a good thirty minutes. Teacher was asking me what's wrong, and eventually, I had to tell the entire class I shit my pants. <laughs> Why the entire class? Why can't you just go up to the teacher? Because I was in the bathroom. Oh. Well, well, wouldn't she just be able to hear and not everyone else? Or did the entire class? Was it just I'm a situation? The entire class heard because oh, okay. it wasn't the the class is like here, mm-hmm. like this square, and then like the bathroom is just like right at the end of the room. Mm, okay. So, luckily, it was in kindergarten. And nobody remembers anything from like that time. Yeah, I don't really remember much from kindergarten. I remember, like, dude. Actually, my, it was first grade. Oh, first grade? Well, then I remember stuff in first grade. I remember I, my teacher was Miss Washington uh, up there. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> um, I remember, uh, I, or I don't remember. I, rem- I remember my mom telling me that I fought with my kindergarten, my pre-K teacher. I fought her because... My name was too... I said my name was too long and I didn't want to learn how to spell it. And all these other kids had names like David that they could easily spell. And I was like, dude, fucking Yoshihiro. Fuck you. And I remember yelling... Or I don't remember yelling at her and, like, fighting her. But my mom told me that happened and I don't... Like, I didn't believe it because I just didn't remember... Literally, I remember nothing from that. But I don't remember much from kindergarten. I only remember graduating kindergarten because I got a big puzzle box. Hmm. And so that was kind of cool. But yeah. Well. We really didn't. We just talked about elementary school and pre-K instead of fucking first semester. <laughs> a story from first semester. Well, uh, I mean. I don't think it matters that much. Yeah, I don't think I it think, does. I, I think what I could do is just kind of uh, separate the podcast into mini podcasts about like. The topics that we talked about. Well, do you think we should upload this one to experiment with a longer podcast format? Uh, how long is the podcast? I don't know. We could check. I think it's gone over a little over an hour. Hour 30. Mm. So I think if you want, you could probably chop it up into two. But let's, let's try to leave this one long to... To see what people think, if they like the longer ones or if they like those 30-minute podcasts. Because, like, sure, the 30... And this is something you guys can give us feedback on, um, either through text, because I know probably no outsiders are watching this, or through the comments on YouTube. But uh, when I listen to a podcast, I kind of like it when it's in that um, hour 30 to two-hour mark, because I can have it on while I'm doing work, and I can enjoy it in that context. Yeah. But those 30-minute ones are kind of like nice little little tidbits. They're like 
lunch things that yeah, you can listen to when you eat. Yeah, like little snacks that you can have and little things to do while you while you're taking breaks. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know what you like better because I know a lot of people have different preferences when it comes to these types of things, but yeah. I don't care. Less work for me. Yeah, I say uh I just just cut out the the random crap and then uh upload it in bulk, I guess. Do you want to have that outro? Do you want to include the intro and outro music again? That's that, fine. Okay, yeah. I say the we keep that music. as yeah. I say we keep that as the theme. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's all I really had to say. All right. Uh, I don't have any more stuff to say. Yeah, man. Um, thanks for wa- thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening, and have yourselves a damn good one.